brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hey, welcome everybody. This is good old boy Mike. Welcome to this suds episode. This is our best of 2019 show. And uh, really looking forward uh, to this episode today. We're already liquored up. Uh huh. (laughs) uh, We have a new motto. I like this. Our new motto is drink, belch, and repeat. (laughs) (laughs) Is accurate? Sitting uh, to me at uh, Radio Left is uh, good old boy Dave. Yeah, I've been liquored up for 17 years. Uh, my judgment's not what it once was. <laughs> <laughs> Were you liquored up for 17 years or 17 years ago? <clears throat> uh, both. Okay. I've been going pretty strong. <laughs> uh, good old boy Kendall's here. It's a pleasure to be here to close out the year. Yeah. So is the Cicerone uh, Society actually fall a protest every episode that you're on? I'm, I hope they're not listening, but <laughs> we might find out. They just cut him loose. The ever-present Reverend Mark is here. The omnipresent. Omnipresent. Yes. Sorry, go. yes. Glad to be here and everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's all around us. We'll see if they get that. It here you go. bump And good old boy Sparky is with me here. Good yon to all. Whoa, there's a, uh, there's a telltale sign of how this opening is going to go. Uh, good old girl, Juliana, is going to join us for the last segment in today's episode. Uh, Hi, everyone. Well. She's just kind of off microphone <laughs> right now. It's uh, so great to be next to Dave. <laughs> well, I it's, think he's the manliest man. <laughs> Use a cattle prod. It is a lot more effective. Yes. She'd have to get it out of the bedroom. So. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Hmm. I'm the boss. Yeah. (laughs) Get sleeping. That's the wrong best of show, Dave. So that's later, dude. (laughs) That's that's show three. (laughs) It's almost time to say goodbye to 2019. It's been a great year. Mm, It was. Um, It's been a great year for the show. uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about beer breweries events that stood out for us maybe some other topics you know about 2019 uh but before we do that this suds mega this suds i'm sorry toy boat toy boy boy. (laughs) this sud segment is brought to you by the law offices of scratcher j scratcherton are you a kitty or a puppy who identifies as kitty do you need an attorney well come on down to the law offices of scratcher j scratcherton scratchers j scratcherton attorney at law She'll fight for her clients and give injustice the claw. Scratcher's Day Scratcherton is not licensed to practice law in any of the 50 states. Well, before we jump right into it today, good old boy Sparky, who is a man of many talents. Many. And he is our uh, resident Jew here at the table. To- token Jew. Not token Jew. <laughs> um, so I uh, we need to read the sudge ratings for today, and I've challenged him to try and channel a bit of his 
um, ancestry, uh, religious heritage. Maybe you know, throw out a few uh, Hebrew moments here. I'd like to apologize uh, to my synagogue, my could, rabbi. Can yeah. you do the sudge ratings? Isn't in that Yiddish? a perpetual like you know thing you do? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's unfortunately there's only one uh, Yom Kippur year. I kind of need one every week. Um, mm. Sadly, days of atonement of a, are lot important. Of atonement to do. Only person so I know atonement. that brings their own charcuterie plate to temple every week. It's weird though. You know, it burns <laughs> when I'm in this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it hurts a little bit. It's like God's trying to send me a message or something. All right. So uh, uh, we'll be discussing these. Uh, we'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two. Oi, Gavalt, was that a belch? <laughs> Three. It's a Shonda. What a relief, though. <laughs> Four. A body should not really make that sound, but if you called your mother, maybe you wouldn't be sick all the time. Maybe you uh, should have some uh, of the chicken uh, soup and you'll feel better. Matsuba. I like the fact that he has this many hand gestures. That's part of the process. <laughs> well, you can't. See? You've got to talk with your hands. Well, I thought Italians talked with their hands, but you're right. You know, when you're really getting into the moment of, of Hebrew, you And gotta, they both have guilt moms. Yes, I mean, it's, there's, right. a lot of there's, crossover there's a lot of crossover there. There's a lot of moments. You're right. Yeah. Um, and uh, five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Tell the difference. You know he's not Italian because he doesn't have a pinky ring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, Sparky. Uh, we're going to do all the stereotypes today. That's true. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to have a lot of these with this with this uh, cast for sure. We're going to uh, go around the table today. We're going to talk a little bit about our best beers of 2019. We have some of them here at the table, um, and we're going to be tasting and talking about these. Some of these we're going to rate, some of these we're not, uh, but uh, I think it's going to be a great conversation all the way around. I love the opener that uh, Dave is going to do here with us. So, good old boy Dave, what is your favorite beer for 2019? Well, I'm not going to call this my favorite beer, oh, okay. but, but this is actually a beer that kind of symbolizes something that I I, I felt good and bad about in, in a couple of different ways about the brewing craft beer industry, I chose Lagunitas Daytime IPA. It oh. is a low-calorie, low-carb IPA. It's 98 calories, th three carbs. A crusher. And it's like 4% ABV. Now, this is a great lawnmower beer. Mm. The reason I picked it is because I really like how the craft beer industry and, and, and Lagunitas say it's craft, it's not craft, whatever, but they really stepped up in a way to to show that beer can taste like beer and still be low low calorie low carb so you can still drink a bunch you know you can be trim or whatever but it doesn't have to be mick ultra you know to be to be low calorie low carb and that's why i picked it i think i think i'm glad that they're doing flavorful beers in that genre mm. what's your rating going to be here for daytime you know what i i like it it's it's a little thin. It, it's a four percent beer though, so I'm going to give it a sud rating of three. Hmm. Well, you know we uh, we've done so many uh, great episodes on lawnmower beers in general. We've kind of talked about uh, this, and you know uh, it's it flows in line with another conversation that we've had, which is sometimes the 
basic beers uh, and some of the more simplistic styles a Pilsner, a Saison, a farmhouse ale, you know, a good red ale, which Kendall didn't bring for us today. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but he chose one. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I did. Uh, Sorry. But, you know, there's something to be said for, uh, you know, these beers that don't have, you know, a, you know, 108, you know, IBUs or, you know, jacked up with, you know, 20 different cultures and, you know, a ton of Three pounds of lactose per can. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I, I love this choice. Yeah. This is a really interesting beer in that it's always going to get compared to McUltra. Yeah. And it is the same body, which is none. Uh, (laughs) It's super dry. It's one of the lightest beers you're ever going to taste, but somehow Lagunitas managed to throw some hops in there and you can, you can taste it. It's got that standard Lagunitas IPA ish hop character that you get out of all their beers, but in a beer that's just super crushable. Yeah. Absolutely. Sparky, I know yep. you worked with this brand uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Was they specifically positioning this beer to go toe-to-toe with other things on the shelf? Or was it more of that they just didn't have something like this in their portfolio and they wanted to kind of round things out? Man, uh, you know, I've worked with a lot of major breweries and there's really nobody out there like Lagunitas. Um, I would love to say that their um, PR department spent... Uh, hours of research, months, weeks. Um, but I really don't believe that. Uh, they're really just a bunch of insane stoners. And so I would think, <laughs> I'm sorry, I love them dearly. They are some of the best people on the planet. And, you know, that's why, you know, I've seen some of these acquisitions, mergers, and stuff like that absolutely just suck all the character and life out of a company. Yeah. And that is. I, I wish that would happen more with Lagunitas sometimes. We well, you know we we also could have talked about their hop water. Yeah, and, you know oh, that was oh insanely God, good. My son is addicted to that. By the way, <laughs> whenever we're playing games downstairs, he like thinks it's the coolest thing in the world to go to Daddy's beer fridge and pop off the lid of one of those, and he'll start sucking down a hop. Oh water. yeah, how about yeah. it? I've got a I've got a friend who's pregnant right now, and we went over there a few weeks ago, and she's a beer big beer fan, and she's missing it. So I took her Lagunitas hop yeah, water. If you're a hophead, she you know. was in mm-hmm. heaven. Wow. No, and and I think and you know the story behind that one was they wanted something to drink in the brewery on the line because people were just getting absolutely wasted uh while they were working and so jeremy uh the head brewer wanted to look for something that was you know so that was a solution to a problem a way to fits in the outside world too so i'm not necessarily sure that's how this happened but um i mean a lot of times they're just screwing around throwing stuff against the wall and seeing if it sticks which you know, I, I like I said, I would love to think that there was a story or structure behind this, but ultimately, what I heard from the guys was, yeah, we were just trying to make something lighter with hops. Well, the, the whole thing with the hop water feels like a conversation that was going on, going, dude. Do you think that we could create yeah. something that tastes like bong water and bottle it and yeah. people would buy it? <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes, uh, we ding, can. yes, <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Um. But I think too, like if you look at where the the market has gone with like these hard seltzers and stuff, and, and people are pushing for like low calorie, low carb stuff with a little bit of booze. For people who who want to drink beer, I mean, this is kind of the answer for that. It it really is, man. And and uh, you know, I mean, 
one thing that I've noticed as I get older is I just feel like so like slowed down and sluggish like the more I pound. But, you know, I can drink a couple of these. I still get my hops. I still get a little bit of a buzz and I don't feel gross afterwards. And and uh, I don't know. I don't know what the kids are doing these days. But at least for me, that's like helpful. Mm. Well, uh, really enjoyed our conversation so far on uh, Lagunitas Daytime. Um, and it's interesting. We actually have another beer in this category. We'll be right back right after this brief break. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's Suds episode, we are going through our best Suds products for We have had a pretty good year ourselves. <laughs> we have. Uh, so we were talking about good old boy Dave's... Uh, Oh, he, he's not going to call it his favorite product, but he picked it as a product for 2019 to talk about, <laughs> which was Lagunitas Daytime. Uh, this is a 4% ABV um, IPA, yep. and uh, we were just kind of chatting a little bit about it. Um, had, I, you know, I know that uh, we got a lot of this um, you know, to consume this year, but do you guys ever see yourself going and, and buying this either in draft or a can? I might pick up a six pack in the middle of the summer. Yeah. If I'm yeah. going to be doing something like going out to the beach or something, going on a boat. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I would buy this before I would buy a six pack of Corona. Like if I was going to the, the That's beach true. or something. Yeah. This is what yeah. I drank at the beach yeah. this summer. This was my, my beach beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, you're crossing over in between, you know, a lager and an ale there. And then, um, mm -hmm. you know, I just, uh, uh, it's interesting. You could actually have an ale that would still, you know, really you know be this crisp and light you know yeah so. absolutely well you know like garrett garrett oliver you know at brooklyn says one one test for a if not a great beer at least a good beer is that you can drink three you want three pints of it you can you huh. can and That's so awesome. you know at least on a, really, a on, a, on, on a really hot day three pints for sure yeah and, i've had a lot of great beers able to play with your kids and not get arrested so not get diabetes <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All the Interesting the goals that Revan Mark has in a beer session. It's do not get arrested. So <laughs> don't mow your wife's flower bed. <laughs> don't fight the mailbox. Uh well, great beer. Uh next up is uh, good old boy Kendall. And Jim he Doyle. brought another interesting uh choice for us. What did you bring? I did. did well, what, let me. What did you pick? Let me tell you the story. And, and you know, I've said this before through the year. I'm kind of tired of a lot of what's happening in the beer world right now. Yeah. Um, my go-to this year has been Pilsners. I'm just, you know, mm. the hazies that all taste the same. The crazy sour, fruited milkshake. You know, popsicle, whatever's. Uh, big giant pastry stouts. Those things are interesting, but I can't drink. The Garrett Oliver rule. I can't right. sit down and drink a couple of them. And sometimes I just want a beer that's a beer. And um, this fall, my wife and I headed over, this is where a lot of my stories go, to Mills River, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. I ordered a pint of the freshly tapped celebration for 2019, which is the the fall seasonal for Sierra Nevada. It's a fresh hop ale, yep. big, beautiful beer, rich caramely malt, hoppy as can be. Mm -hmm. Got that nice, classic, piney, resiny bitterness to it. Yep. And having it on draft at the brewery when it was only like a week and a half old was just an eye-opening experience. It was a beautiful beer. And that's the beer of 2019 that just stood out because it was just so good. Yeah. And I did want, even though it's, what, seven-something percent, I did want two or three pints of it. 
But that's that was my beer this year. It seems like a lot of people are just terrified of the piney flavored hops nowadays, right? I mean, that just seems to be like the classic old school West Coast is. Well, they're, they're yeah. so great. They I are. I have okay. to say that Cascade is something I think has fallen off as a sure. you know common uh, hop profile. But I'm glad that this is you know always amazing through so, and through. And I love the unique yeah. element of it year to year. Yeah, well, and that's that's the great thing about this beer, too, is it is a seasonal. You can't find it year-round. Mm-hmm. You only find it maybe two, two and a half months. Uh, so when this show airs, it's probably still going to be yep. on your shelf at your local mm-hmm. beer store, but it won't be there long. If you haven't had celebration yet this season, go buy a six-pack. Better get on it. Uh, you'll love it. Yeah. I, was just, I was just at uh, the the brewery uh for a fresh pour of this six weeks ago myself had the same impression so brought a couple of six packs home with myself they're not 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 around anymore um now i picked this up at the grocery store yesterday you can still find it yeah well he was saying that his aren't around anymore yeah yeah yeah, yeah. something must have happened to something something else (laughs) there was there was a hole in every bottle powerful (laughs) powerful but you know back back when just there was just a sparse offering of craft beer, at least here in our area, many years ago. Sierra Nevada did show up even oh, then, yeah. and that's oh, I was always looking for that. Well, I think Kendall said they've been brewing it since eighty one. Yeah, nineteen eighty one. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. Wow. Uh, Kendall and I were talking uh, right before we got here on the mics, and I was like, "Wow, how long have they made Celebration?" And I was, um, I don't know, just my first poor guess was ten years. And yeah, since eighty one, so yeah, quite a while. And you know, way way back in the in the day, you used to look at this, this celebration as at least a, a a fairly a fair example of a an American barley wine before the barley wine started getting even bigger and bigger and more yeah. more robust. Oh, yeah. So it's sort of on that borderline. Yeah. What's uh, the ABV on that, Kendall? I know? just looked. It's only six eight. Yeah, it really? tastes like it tastes like it's bigger than that. Yeah, it yeah. really does. The I think at one time it was a higher ABV. They, they might have brought it down, but yeah. it's got a big personality. Absolutely. Mm. Um, well, I you know I definitely remember uh, having this uh, with Reverend Mark. You know, good twenty years ago, it was actually something that I think we always ended up splitting the six pack together. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It was just I find myself uh, always picking this up uh and you know i i enjoy sharing this is a beer that i really enjoy sharing with people and you know i really find as things slow down a bit you know um in december this is a good beer that you can pour with a friend you haven't seen in a a little while or you just kind of want to take in the moment and this is really something that i i actually enjoy lingering you know kind of over this beer it's probably one of the beers and i'm like I'm not going to just pound this down. I think no. I'm just going to sit here and sip and enjoy <laughs> and, this. And so. as it warms, it's going to evolve, and it's but it's still going to taste great. Yeah. Any other comments about us? I just I just respect Sierra Nevada, man. I mean, they've been around for so long. There's there's such I mean, craft beer wouldn't exist without them. They haven't sold yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, it just seems like they just keep you know plugging along there. Um, they're they're. Yeah, they're just fantastic. Yeah, I think it's their commitment to quality that keeps them at the top, and they do some really special stuff. If if you live or go anywhere near one of their breweries, you're going to find things on tap that'll blow your mind. That's that's right. They have they they have one offs uh, yeah. from their their brewers, and sometimes it makes it into a regularly packaged product. One of which is the Southern Gris. I mean, the Southern Gothic, which, oh, is, yeah. uh, which is really, really pretty good uh, unfiltered Pilsner that was just started out as a, a one-off from one of their brewers. Yeah. And, and everybody went berserk 
and loved it. And their and facility so. is just the North Carolina yeah. facility yeah. is just mind boggling. Like that place is so cool. And the food. Oh, yeah. 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 And the, the hops room, you know, when you do the tour and it's just down a straight line, but it's, it's been the only brewery tour I've done where it's, it's all leaf hops. You yeah. can go swim yeah. in Nevada. Yeah. Does yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I talked about that. Yeah. No, it's a really cool room to walk in. Uh, Kendall, what's your uh, sedge rating here for Sierra? Uh, I'll always give it a five. There you go. Nice. So uh, one of the one of the topics that I wanted to throw out was uh, this is a really interesting hop harvest year. So there was a huge glut of uh, hops, you know, that were available for the first time. You know, um, the supply and demand kind of seemed to finally, you know, hit some point of equilibrium and. It was interesting. I had a lot of fresh hop beer, you know, through uh, harvest season in the fall. And um, I kept on waiting for something to just kind of, you know, wow me. I was like, you know, um, the uh, tired hands, you know, that we had at Shelton Brothers a couple of years ago. That was a fresh hop beer was just over the moon. I mean, I still, you know, that just left such a heavy impression on me. And there's a lot of perennial fresh hop beers, and this is one of them, you know, as well. Do you think that, um, you know, with the glut of hops that became available, do you think that's really going to change some of the quality of some, you know, hop forward beers, or are we just going to see this translate into a margin price point and the brewers are just going to go, I'm just going to stick with the same formula and, you know, it's a real pain no. in the butt yep. to do a fresh hopped beer. And I mean, I just don't see uh, a lot of the smaller guys dipping their toes in that. That just seems to me something that, um, you know, mm -hmm. tends to work better with the bigger guys that can distribute it out quickly and in lots of different directions. Right. And, um, well, and you can quickly the, is the key. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it yeah. evaporates pretty, pretty and you can quickly. Get the, and you can get the hops. You're buying in a quantity big enough that mm -hmm. you can still get, you know, a reasonable price because it's it's a lot plus you know those fresh hops they soak up a lot more of the beer so you lose more beer yeah when you're using them than when you do it's not right. very efficient yeah right. it's, a, it's a pain um and you know i think you know i think that's a really good point that you're bringing up about the supply and demand of hops i mean yep. that's that's unfortunately i don't think that's necessarily supply catching up with demand as much as it is demand is going down so that supply you know i think we're starting to see the 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 inverse of the curve at this point uh just because i mean people aren't drinking beer like they used to unfortunately a lot of people aren't drinking like strictly hoppy beers you know mm -hmm. yeah, when the lactose you know supply and demand <laughs> yeah. we'll see where that goes you know and, and if you think about those big classic sea hops it might be a glut of those because everybody's wanting the fancy you know yeah. tropical Idaho fruit Seven, New Zealand, Matuka, you know, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Experimental no, really number four five seven Z. That's oh, a great that was hop. a good one. Oh, that, yeah, it really uh, was. Four five seven Z, man. I'll never I remember forget that it. one. Yeah, yeah. Twenty two dollars a four pack. Yeah. Well, I really wonder. Uh, you know, always, what is going to be the influence on choices that brewers make? You know, based on the price point and availability of certain ingredients. And um, you know, I think hops have have always been that very difficult thing to do uh, in terms of dealing with hop contracts that, you know, many times are sold in three to five year contracts. And um, I really heard uh, some hop suppliers were actually moving towards the point where they were doing, they weren't forcing, you know, to do three and five year contracts year this year. Uh, they were doing year over year contracts. Mm -hmm. 
And because I saw some people kind of scooping up on the availability of some hops where they had been previously shut out. And uh, I thought that was kind of interesting that I was wondering, you know, instead of seeing the stovepipe of people, you know, um, the few getting the bulk of, you know, things that are available, that there was going to be probably a bit more spread of, you know, a lot of those hops that would become more widely available. And instead of having 285 IPAs, we were going to have 714, you know, IPAs <laughs> yeah. um, that were really going to come around. So I, I'm really just kind of wondering, you know, how that's going to impact a lot of the choices that brewers are going to mm-hmm. make, uh, you know, in 2019. But the good thing is, Kendall, is I think that uh, Ken will make a celebration again next year. Oh, so. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, please. Well, Let's... next up is uh, Reverend Mark with his uh, favorite beer of the year. Dun, dun, dun. dun. I'm well, I don't know that this is the this. best beer of the year, but I can say that this uh, Mother's Brewery in um, Springfield, Missouri, we all go there, you know, from time to time. Never. <laughs> I've never been to Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> <We're happy. laughs> <It's> cool. <laughs> And I was I was marooned there uh, in the middle of the summer. That's a good way to think of it. Yeah, and it was it, it, it seemed to be a veritable beer desert until I found Mothers, and actually these three brewers got together and they dedicated the the brewery, you know, in the in the in, in certainly the poor room, to their mothers, and they had Aww. the pictures, you know, from their weddings and their anniversaries and all that. Aww. And among you know, why don't their, you get a real job? <laughs> and among the, among their long. like twelve, be 12 to like fifteen beers, this is their most popular uh, seasonal beer. But they had some available still this summer. Um, they've been in business for seven years, and from what I understand, this originally was not Matter Familius, which is the head lady of the house. I think is what it translates to. Yeah, uh, but it was simply uh, labeled. M-I-L-F, but they had to do away with that. Oh, oh, I think so. I still have a you, bottle of do you, yeah. milk yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> laying around, and I had so, no idea. So yeah. they changed the name. They changed it. So time. was yes, it called yes. Mother's Milk? <laughs> oh, gosh. Bad marketing. It comes yeah. with free uh, therapy with every <laughs> bottle. Um, yeah, sorry. But I have to say, uh, because I, I work uh, kind of for my company's mothership, and I was in the middle of a kind of a business session that day that was not proving very encouraging for me. <laughs> I had to, I found it was very, you know, sort of coincidental that I stumbled. Well, no, I actually wound up stumbling back out of Mother's Brewery later that day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he walked in and stumbled out. Uh, but um, for me, this was even in the middle of the summer. It was nicely air conditioned in there, and this was just—I I just really needed to, to have some time to ponder and to sip very slowly. And this was just for me, at least that at that time, a great beer moment. And I, I find the beer interesting, although I've just opened this this one since I've had it for like four or five months now, so I don't know how it is yet. Uh, but it was—I I, I found it, it was very interesting in that it's—it's it's a blend. Of four different barrel-aged imperial stouts, and so it's 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 uh, barreled in rum, rye whiskey, brandy, and bourbon. Wow! Yeah, and so it's it's a veritable for the holidays at least, uh, kind of a liquid fruit cake, but in a good sense. I called it yeah. the kitchen sink stout. I thought yours was a lot better, the fruit cake stout. Yeah. So what are, what are your impressions on that? I, I think it's great. Yeah. Well, Super I've never had it before, chocolate. so I'm tasting this the first time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that uh, when I read the 
I was just reading the label. I was like, yeah, all bets are off. I'm betting this thing is going to be way off balance and something is just going to take this, you know, down a path that you just don't want to go down from a taste profile. I feel like I smell the brandy part, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then I really taste like the rum and the 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 bourbon part. It's definitely very booze forward. Mm-hmm. It is. What's the yep. ABV on it? 11. 11? Yep. For it's now, great. 11. But it's it but it's kind of has a, a a little bit of a thin, thinner body than you would think for True. for a beer this this I uh, agree. A little bit. The strength. It's still nice though. I mean, it's still really got some like roundness it. to it. Um, I'm thinking I would throw this in the bottom of a closet for two years and then uh, drag it back out. Kendall's shaking his head. Absolutely. Wow. I'd like to see what age would do to this. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely falling in that, you know, category of things that you do with other, you know, barrel aged products. And um, I think you're on, uh, you, you said you already had this four months. So, right. Uh, actually, yeah, but more like five. Okay. Yeah. 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 Needs more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, as a as a fresh product, I think it would just be flat out invasive, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think overwhelming mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So. I can't feel my molars, so I yeah. I, I like you, it. You like it? I don't it, know. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't, doing yeah. its job. I don't know. I fully. I would I, gladly agree stumble with that. out I mean, of I, mothers. I, it's a big beer, but I think they brewed it to be a big beer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I would love love to taste it two years old, you know, three four years old. But see how it's evolving. I think right now, though. If you put it, if you frame it correctly in your mind, like this is going to be a big old, you know, honking beer. I think you get what you want on it. I like it a lot. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, and being and being kind of focused on a, a seasonal release, uh, and it's a blended product. I mean, every year is going to be nuanced in a different way. You know, so we should build a vertical. Yeah. Uh, um, I think of all of those uh, various, you know, barrels, secondary finishes. I'm going to go with brandy and rum as probably the mm-hmm. predominant ones. Yep. A lot of rum. Yeah. Lot of rum. Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 It's uh, kind of the sweet, uh, almost a caramel aspect. To and it it's sweet well. coming from, you know, those products. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's mm-hmm. coming from the beer. I really think that's the barrel that's actually bringing a lot of that around. Right. And Beef. I even get some licorice yeah. out of this. So, Sorry. What's so, your uh, such rating on this? Well, you know, given you know the the nostalgia that I now have about that that wonderful beer moment, I'm going to give it a five. Wow, how about you that? Know? A five, good boy, Dave. <laughs> trying, trying, trying. There's no try. There's only fail. <laughs> um, yeah, really great beer. I think if you're uh, absolutely lost in the dead center of Missouri, which that's about the only thing I could think you could do there. Dang. Um, Bam, you know, once on, again. On your way, yeah, pretty much, you know. Is this Branson? No, dude, you're really lost. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, should definitely check out Mother's Brewing Company. And uh, so, um, was there anything else at that brewery that caught your eye? I've got to believe there's something else interesting. Well, there. no, they had they had some uh, some really good cold pressed coffee stouts uh, mm. that that I thought were pretty clean, you know, but had had that real robust coffee yeah, aspect to it. They're so. a great brewery, man. They've mm-hmm. they're no mm-hmm. slouch. Um, they do some great stuff, yeah. for sure. Well, interesting. Well, we'll be right back in one minute to talk a little bit more about our best of. Hey, welcome back to Sip Suds and Smokes, and on today's Suds episode, we're going through our best of 2019 products. And we've swapped a little bit of our cast members around, and uh, joining us here for the last segment is going to be good old gal, Juliana. 
Sometimes shocking, always controversial, he deals with topics that the other talk shows are afraid to touch. He pries, he pokes, he digs deep. <laughs> uh, she. Yes, she. I thought, Hi. <laughs> I thought you were just going to do She's the Boss. It's better she didn't yeah. hear all that. Yeah. <laughs> Later. So, what is your best beer of 2019? Well, funny you should ask. <laughs> it is funny. Ooh. Ooh. It's not that funny. It's a fresh crack. It is a fresh crack. It's a fresh um, Not something else. Anyways, this one really, it kind of blew me away. It's a collaboration between Two Roads and Evil Twin. Um, these are both breweries that I have had a long time semi-love affair with. You know, mm -hmm. always look forward mm -hmm. to something new that they have. So this is 9.5%, though to me it doesn't taste like 9.5%. Wow. I, I know. Uh, wow. wish I had slowed down. Uh, it's a Vietnamese-style coffee stout um, that mm. is inspired by a Vietnamese coffee, coffee. drink okay. called Cafe Sada. Mm. And um, the name of the beer is. Oh, the name of the beer would be <laughs> the um, Saigon Scooter Selfie. Mm, how oh. about that? Congratulations. So, uh, for making the best of 2019. <laughs> I mean, seriously, would you have picked a Vietnamese, you know, coffee, you know, stout as uh, something? You know, I've, I've had Vietnamese coffee. Is this is this like uh, an homage a to that. the, the mm -hmm. creamy yeah. uh, condensed milk thing? Oh, yeah. that's yeah. cool. I, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I, I and like I it. and I dig it because it's a good representation of that. And you know, in the winter, we're so used to all of these. Needs more lactose. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever. <laughs> But what I really enjoy about it is it's not too over the top. It's and it's not the spice bombs that we're getting at this time of year. It's you know it's creamy, it's chocolatey, it's stouty, it's big. And for me, it just I feel like we should have had like a bon mi or pho to go along with this. That yes, I was nice. going to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. that's coming later. But <laughs> but I mean, with all these like you know turkeys and hams and things that we have, I think this would lend itself. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to go big bold. Are you talking uh, otherwise, about Mike? yeah. <sighs> so very different wow. uh, style than you know um, a lot of other traditional coffee styles for sure. Um, if you've not had Vietnamese coffee, uh, it is something that's made with condensed milk. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know. I, uh, uh, I always tell people that the difference between a traditional Cuban and, uh, uh, Vietnamese is the bitterness quality in a Vietnamese is a lot more pronounced, um, is generally what I tend to think of, you know, uh, with Vietnamese, you know, coffee styles. And I think this beer is actually doing, you know, uh, the whole thing justice. Yeah. Um, it's bitter. It's sweet with the cream. And I am a big fan. Huh. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'd love to have a fresh s'more with this. I don't know why. It just kind of <laughs> comes to me. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, still, I still want the banh mi. Like now, yeah. <laughs> we, you know, that's one thing that we have in this town. We are we are blessed. We have no decent Chinese restaurants, but we have a, a ton of Asian. lifetime supply of Vietnamese, yep. Laotian, mm. Thai food, Korean, Korean. Korean. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm just Which save is a can. Awesome. Yeah, and, and a few good ramen fun. houses too. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, but no decent Chinese. Seriously, <laughs> seriously not a one, not, one, not, not a one, not a, not a single one in this yeah. whole city. <laughs> 
Um, Sigh. So um, I have not seen this before. Uh, so uh, do you know anything about the distribution you know, around this product? Is it following Evil Twins distribution model? It is following Evil Okay, yeah. so yeah. if you find Evil Twin products, this is something mm-hmm. you, you feel it probably But also is. Two Roads, too. I mean, because it's a collab between which, the two, you're going to... think it's going to be a much smaller <clears throat> distribution footprint. You know, For Two Roads? Okay. Evil, but yeah. Evil Twin is uh, 12%. It's all over okay. the planet. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Right, yeah. Gotcha. So that's this, why I was asking you. Know, okay. So. This is kind of like a even more Jesus meets Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. A, that's a really good yeah. you know, description because I think that it's following a lot of the natural uh, stout presentation in the uh, Evil, Evil Tw- Jesus mm. uh, you know, uh, line that Evil Twin does uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, year after year. And there's what, like 12 different variations you know, of that. Last week. Or- yeah, <laughs> just last week. Um, yeah, <laughs> but we're still counting. It's still, you know, we're not at Christmas yet. <laughs> That's true. There's still time. There's still time. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, walks and goes. We think we throw Rattel into this year's even more Jesus. We call it Ratty Jesus. So yeah. Um. So, I mean, I, I, but I really love the homage. You know, truly back mm-hmm. to the Vietnamese coffee. I, I, th- I think that's the thing I really enjoy. You know, about this particular product. I'm having this fresh for the first time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Really, uh, uh, great balance all the way around. My f- the first taste I had of it, I was like, wow. mm, "This is a little too much cola for me." Uh, when it was when I, the very first taste, but that went away really quick. And I think it's just you know, as I consumed a bit more, my palate got acclimated to it. I, I was really kind of seeing this a lot more. Yeah, I don't know if it's because I've been sick and my palate's wrecked, but I'm getting like a hint of cinnamon. Yes, is that there? Oh, yes. <laughs> I get a little cinnamon, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's it's in the it's air, too. It's pretty subtle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Uh, what is your uh, suds rating for this going to be? A five. Wow, how about that? Well, uh, very interesting beer. And um, at least the packaging you brought today is in a can. So that's kind of an interesting choice. It is. Yeah, yeah. for especially for an Evil Twin product, because I don't know that they've moved a can... Oh yeah, uh, yeah even more Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. do cans. Yeah. They do cans. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. they're they're a gypsy brewery, so it's you know wherever they are, but generally. And I think it was probably a two roads influence, yeah. you know, on the can. Mm-hmm. But I'm really happy about that. Uh, cool. Uh, good old boy Sparky, uh, tell us a little bit about your favorite uh, best of 2019 beer. Well, I, I, you know, echoing what Kendall said earlier, this was kind of the year I just kind of got tired of a lot of trying too hard. You yeah. know, the, uh, you know, two per person, $25 four pack lines, uh, all that nonsense, exploding cans. Uh, I, I just, needed a $4 pitcher beer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, I don't know. This year I've really found myself going back to beer flavored beer. And my choice is the venerable Coors Banquet. Um, so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and, and and I love this beer. You know, this this beer has some signif- uh, symbolic significance to me. Uh, my wife ran the New York Marathon a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, as I like, you know, as we went, found each other after the race, uh, we went and had a New York slice and a big 24 ounce can of Coors Banquet that we split. It was awesome. Um, you know, this is the beer that Smokey uh, was chasing the bandit all the way back to Atlanta mm-hmm. for. Um, and 
Uh, you know, Coors wasn't even a top 20 brewery in the country before this beer in the 70s or before that movie and suddenly was in the top 10. Um, it's it's just to me like just such a great beer. Um, I had a big uh, party uh, earlier couple of months ago for my son's soccer team and i served this and everybody was just like to your son's soccer team yeah <laughs> oh those kids yeah. they need to you know yeah, they need yeah. to get some hair on their chest but, i like how this story is evolving yeah <laughs> what had happened was um but, um, but uh no it's so funny because i kept serving this to the parents and a lot of the it amazed me a lot of the parents had not had they didn't even know what Coors Banquet was. I mean, I, obviously everybody knows Coors Light, and but nobody had OG, have, you know, Coors Heavy, if you will. And uh, no, I, I love this beer. I mean, it is it is squeaky just, clean. Yeah, squeaky clean. You know, just such a great balance of sweetness and you know breadiness, and uh, just just truly uh, one of the great American all-time beers they they are i think the only brewery that still malts all their own malt in-house um and golden and golden yeah floor malts their own stuff um and uh yeah i mean and to me this is this is one of the perfect beers and 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 it's one that i've just really enjoyed this year you know not going too crazy on complex flavors and uh yeah it's uh to me uh just such a great classic beer and and uh that's that's been my beer of the year. Hmm. I did not know the ABV on this, so I, I grabbed the can. They're all looking at me like, wonder what he's going to say, you know, as he's grabbing the can. Because you know, I think that I've seen uh, this floating around three two, you know, for uh, in between, you know, uh, when Texas was really still fighting that quite a bit, and uh, but yeah, it's definitely not at three two anymore. Uh, that's for sure. Any guesses? I was going to say four six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as I find it here on the freaking label, <laughs> so it is at five percent. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, a little bit bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, I know. That's what she said. Yeah, I I feel like that's, that's a, a nice trivia surprise. That's a trivia contest. <laughs> What's your such rating going to be on course banquet? I'm going to give the venerable course banquet a five. Wow. It is truly an institution. What's that is groundbreaking on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Right? <laughs> well, I think what's interesting is, is that uh, that catches my attention is that Coors actually does, uh, you know, quite well in uh, GABF competition. They have won like, you know, 20 medals for this beer. Yeah. So um, there's a good reason why, you know, it's been around for a long time and you sell a lot of and in, in, in a lot of the Cicerone classes that I teach and when I'm introducing people, I mean, this is this is a classic standard reference beer because mm-hmm. it is, yep. you know, perfect and consistent as an American lager. Yeah. It's one of the best. Yeah, yeah. I agree uh, for sure. Well, uh, we have uh, my beer up, up next mm-hmm. as uh, the best of 2019. Um, interesting choice, especially for me. And that's what I love about, uh, you know, uh, thinking about this beer. So this is a beer we actually did have on the show uh, early on in season seven. Um, I don't know, we talked about it in March. Is that right? Maybe. maybe. Yeah. When did you go? When did maybe you pick before this up? The, I picked it up the day after Christmas. The day after Christmas. But I don't yeah. think we actually recorded that show until late February. I'm maybe. thinking. Yeah. Maybe. So, um, my best of 2019 beer is from Hudson Valley Brewing. It is called Bloom. 
Uh, it is a sour double IPA and uh, really a fantastic beer. Um, I think what's very interesting is that it's very indicative of, you know, the style uh, that was kind of the it beer of the year, which is, you know, it was a, milk st- a milkshake anything for that matter. But I do think the sour IPA actually kind of came into its own as being well made by a lot of people. Now, Hudson Valley is absolutely um, out in front of everybody by probably uh, two to three, you know, years in, in terms of making uh, this really great beer. Um, what's funny about this uh, is that it has a lot of berry on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, as and much we as, know how much you enjoy berries. And I know you guys always harass me about, you know, that I don't enjoy a lot of, especially raspberry. Um, and this has quite a fair bit of, you know, raspberry, you know, on it. And uh, if anything, I'd like to think that uh, I can be objective still, even <laughs> though. <laughs> wow. Ouch. Really? Hang on a second. <laughs> she re- hurts. Let me rewind the tape. We'll, yeah. we'll record that section again because all of you laughed a little too hard. If anything, I like the fact. <laughs> Just took a DNA test, turns out. (laughs) You're 100% judgy. I can still pick something that I don't like the style, but I still think that it's a a really well-made beer. And I I definitely uh, something that caught my attention um, very early on in the season. It was really difficult. I found myself constantly coming back and going, was this as good as Bloom, you know? Uh, because I even remember if you if you go back and listen to that episode, I went, I think that may be the beer of the year, you know, and it's really strange because, you know, we probably only had maybe like 20 beers we had reviewed on the show and we'd probably tasted, you know, a couple hundred, you know, offline and for something to catch her, you know, my attention kind of that early, but I really love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. And, yeah. and I have to thank, uh, Juliana stood in line for this beer. Yes. And so. I, I get some chamomile I'm the boss. out of this. I believe that there well, is no, a little bit of chamomile and, yeah, in it. And, uh-huh. and, yeah. and there's some uh, lactose as well. Yes. So oh, yeah. There's, there is. there's yeah. a good amount yeah. of lactose. Yeah. And for my rant earlier about all the crazy beers, I still appreciate them when they're done well. And, and, and this is so good. I really like this beer. And for us to yeah. actually pick a Hudson Valley beer back to back, we actually picked Hudson Valley as our beer of the year for last season, for season uh, six, and for it actually to make the short list again for this year, that is how good they are actually making these sour uh, IPAs Fantastic at Hudson Valley. Yeah. So really, really great beer. Um, any other comments about this? Beer? So if a double IPA is a dipa, does this a sipa? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. I know, right? I think a sip is a session IPA. <laughs> oh, Wow. Um, well, I'll hustle up here. My suds rating here for the bloom from Hudson Valley is going to be a five. Uh, we had about 30 seconds here for any other quick topics that you guys wanted to mention about 2019. Uh, Ballast Point got bought by a hot dog stand. Sam Adams merged with Dogfish. <laughs> New Belgium sold out to a Malaysian genocidal regime. Uh, seltzer rules. Low-cal beers are on top of the world and Founders is racist. Anything else? No. Nope. I think that's, that's about the it. entire... Okay, good. And the Russians are taking it all over anyway. That's, well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Go past this. Past this part. <laughs> In fact, never play this again. 
<laughs> hey, I want to uh, take a moment here, and uh, this is the end of our season seven here on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I want to take a moment and just thank so many of our distribution partners here for the show. I uh, want to thank uh, all of our uh, terrestrial radio station partners in the Pacifica Network, uh, in the uh, CBS Radio Network. Um, our NPR uh, partners, our college radio stations uh, that we're on as well. I want to give a special shout out to our very first radio station that we were on, which is Radio Free Nashville, WRFN. Yeah. Aww. So, uh, thanks, Jenny. Why don't you read that for me there, Sparky? I got you, man. <clears throat> Absolutely. You always find us where you find this episode as well. Radio, satellite, online at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and nearly any place you listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find the show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google, play podcast, sip suds and smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. And don't forget our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram every day at Sip, Suds, and Smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of great news. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please take the time to rate us online. Hey, Kendall, always thank you for joining us. And I love to tell people about your great blog that My you and your wife do. Beautiful wife and I blog about the great news of good beer or good news of good beer at beermakesity.com. Got <laughs> a lot of alcohol. <laughs> for sure. Reverend Mark, thanks for joining us. It's a, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Good boy, Sparky. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, good boy, Dave. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for thanking me for joining you. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to check out uh, Dave's uh, daily beer reviews. Hey, this is good boy, Mike. Thanking you for joining us. Come back, join us once again, and I'll ask you to keep on sipping. has been a one-tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.